This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on. Two hours today, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Adam, who won? Just say it. Who did? Who did? Rock Ortiz did it. You won the Dodger tickets. To an upcoming game, keep listening every hour today, tomorrow, and Friday for your chance to win the National League West Division champs and see them in person. Listen to us along with Petros and Money for your chance to win tickets. All right. We have another set of tickets to give away this hour. So keep listening. We're not giving them away right now. I see everybody is still calling. <laughs> but that's done. We'll give you a cue to call later in the hour and give you a chance to win. Uh, before we get to the haiku, just a quick high school story I want to point out. And anytime we get local stuff, uh, you know, I think it's important for us to share it. Uh, banning football players or threatening to boycott their game, their Marine League game, Friday against Carson. Here is why. Apparently, when you transfer schools but don't change residences, you have to sit out so many games. Well, they had a player that transferred into Banning, and the player sat out, and it's about half the season. So he sat out five games, which the coach believed made him eligible to play. Now, the date that he would be eligible to play was Friday, September 23rd. But Banning had a game on Thursday, September 22nd. He'd still set out the five games. Yeah. So the coach, he set out five. He played them on Thursday, the 22nd. He set out the five games, but the date was Friday, the 23rd. And because of that, that player is now ruled ineligible for the next game because he played one day before the deadline, despite the fact that he'd already sat out the correct number so of the, games. So the date trumps the games. That's what saying. the CIF is saying. The coach so, is saying he believed sitting out the Pilots' first five games made the player eligible. That's that, what he believes the spirit of the rule is. Right. But... Which, Sounds like it should be. Right. But the date was the 23rd. So yeah, the, it should be so many games. Huh? He's got to sit out X minus game. That's how usually things work, right? right? He's suspended for so many games. He's out for four games. He's out for three games. Right. And he sat out the five games. And because he played a day earlier, yes. they're saying he's suspended again? Yeah. And they have to forfeit that game. So the players oh on God. his team are saying, look, Where's the human side? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The players on his team are saying, look, if you're saying he's got to sit out another game now 
we're not playing. <laughs> we're not going to play against Carson. We're out. We're going to forfeit. Now, if they forfeit, that's going to create a whole nother issue. And the CIF is not going to look kindly upon them because his buddies say they'll forfeit. They're not sure they'll have enough players to play without he and his friends. So it's kind of a mess. And they're trying to get this thing sorted out. But I'm with you, Rodney. I think it should be the spirit of the rule, not a specific yeah. date. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in everybody's mind, oh, I got to miss the first five games. Oh, five games. Once the five games is up, I'm, I'm good to go. Right. It just so happened they had a game on Thursday that week. And that That's was one terrible. day before the day. Yeah, I agree. That's terrible. Okay, David Vassay joins us later on in the hour. Plus, we're giving away Dodger tickets. But now for some spirituality. Let's welcome on the man, Victor Brick, with the Daily Haiku. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Dodgers, Rockies tickets coming at ya. Are those the games we're giving tickets away for? Well, there's only six, the last six games of the regular season at Dodgers Stadium with the Rockies. Yeah, but we don't know. Maybe they're... No, Fred, it's the Rockies. Tickets for down the road. No. Okay, well, then it'll be Rockies tickets. It's Dodgers-Rockies. Okay, well, there's a lot of chances for you to see the Rockies then. The final six at the Ravines. Isn't that a quirky scheduling deal? Yeah. To get the Rockies for the last six? I've never seen such a thing. It's brutal. It's just unparalleled to have one team for six games at the end of a season. They just had Arizona for five. It's nutty. Well, nice the Rocky players will spend some time here. Yeah. Go to the beach. Hang out. Yeah. Before the season's over. Go to Universal. Like a little trip to L.A. Yeah. Why not? Not like we played them 37 times. (laughs) (laughs) Vic, you seen this hurricane in Florida? Hurricane Ian. Ooh. It's horrific. Ooh. I'm watching the I'm I'm watching the coverage. It is up, it is up, bad. Our prayers for the, the people in Tampa, Saint, Saint Saint Pete. It's it's the horrific situation. Right over Fort Myers now. They haven't I saw had that it. satellite image, boy. It's oh. intense. Yeah. With the lightning it's, in it and everything going. Ooh. It's been 100 years since this sort of weather event in that area, in Tampa, St. Pete. Uh, so our, our prayers with everybody there. It's just uh, that's going to be an incredible storm. This is, this is uh, an insane storm. He's riding the waves of the number six Trojans. They're undefeated, and they're home at the Collie this weekend. It's Rodney Pete. VTB! Home at the Collie against them Sun Devils. The offense should wake up again, no? I think so. He's in for Kevin Figures today. He is the pulse of the Clippers. That's Adam Austin, double A. Andre Scalaraga was a great Rocky Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
His musica soothes us, inspires us, and enlightens us. It's Ronnie Facio. <laughs> From the Whittier Dojo, it's King Flavor, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Fellas, if you were listening last night, you heard one of the most amazing rock and roll shows in Los Angeles history in Inglewood last night. If we were listening to what? The Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. Ronnie, hit me. Six hours of poignant rock and roll to honor the great Taylor Hawkins, a drummer of the Foo Fighters. Fellas, everyone from the rock and roll world was there. And for me, and I know everyone who was there and watching, streaming around the world, when Taylor's son, Shane Hawkins, was on the drums, you were just, and you, were, you were welling with tears. He was so furious, so talented at the drums. Uh, Shane Hawkins was unbelievable. That's amazing, and, Vic. I, I got to give you some some of the lineup because it was overwhelming. If you're a rock and roll fan, and you were lucky enough to be in the house, you know, t- you know, to witness the the cross pollination. But it was just unbelievable. Almost six hours. It started like seven o'clock, and it was on time. Dave Grohl got it started, of course, as the LA Times so eloquently evoked. Dave Grohl is the heart of the Foo Fighters. Taylor Hawkins was the rock star of the Foo Fighters. And everybody represented for Taylor Hawkins and the Foo's, man. I mean, but to hear Shane playing, I was an emotional wreck. I mean, he pounded those drums with such fury. You know, the DNA, you're carrying on the incredible tradition of his father. I mean, he's just unbelievable. How old is he? Rock and roll heroes all night. How old is he? 16. Yeah. Kid can do it. I mean, it was such a cool house. I mean, the highlights are so multi-highlighted. Jack Black introducing Rush. Uh, The drummers from around the rock and roll cosmos you know, Chad Smith from the Peppers, you know, Tommy Lee, Travis Barker, Nikki Six was there with representing Motley Crue, Queen in the house, Metallica in the house, Joe Walsh and the James Gang doing funk number 49, Zeppelin's John Paul Jones, Mark Runson, Nancy Wilson from Heart. Miley Cyrus, Joan Jett, Pink, Alanis Morissette, Queens of the Stone Age, come on. Come on. Stuart Copeland, the drummer from The Police. Then the grunge guys from Nirvana, Soundgarden. And get this, Dave Chappelle shows up and sings Radiohead's Creep. I mean, who knew? It was just an amazing night at the Forum in Inglewood. Taylor Hawkins, we love you. An incredible, incredible representation 
from the world of rock and roll. Love it, Vic. All right, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters put it together. And he is our, he was our hero, he is our hero. Taylor Hawkins, man, just, wow. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Ronnie. Wow, what a show. What a show. Was Fred, were you rocking out there? I was rocking, Vic. I was right with you. And you're with me on this. That Dodger game last night was was so wacky. I mean, it was it was such an aberration because number one, our defense is never that shaky, and it it, was, it felt shaky all game. And then the the Padres defense caved in late. It was just a weird game. Yeah, it really was. And then uh, Kimbrell didn't help much at the end. Well, again, he's 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 got to lose that walk-up song again. Oh. He's got to he's got to lose that. It it did help, like you say, Rodney. It did help for a, for a few appearances, but now he, you know he's back in that rut. But again, you're right, Fred. He was squeezed a little bit. You know, he inherits you know that a phony runner on second base, which I hate. By the way, I hate that rule. That'll be bad next year, no? I'm not sure if that's around next year. I hate that rule. I know. All purists hate that rule. It messes with the with the DNA of the game. Tommy Canely can be on the All Star on the All Star on the playoff roster. Tommy Canely is pitching really well. I want to take some positives, you know, out of the loss. And Tommy Canely. He's throwing the ball really well. Trey Turner, three hits, rediscovering the way. You know, he's quietly spectacular. But that was just a rough game. We never led that game, which is rare. I mean, the Padres always seem to have control. And again, Tyler Anderson, I gave it up for Tyler with you guys yesterday. He's so underrated. He gives up two really tainted runs, a seeing-eye single in the hole in the first inning. It was a ground ball, soft contact, and that was it for six innings. I mean, Tyler Anderson, man, he is in your playoff rotation. I don't care if the ball comes out of his hand 80 miles an hour, 85 miles an hour. He battles you. Again, he swallows the quadrants. I dig Tyler Anderson. Had a hell of a year. He really has. But that was just a bizarre game last night. Yeah, good to get out of the way. the The only thing to keep in mind, you may see those guys in the playoffs again, which I don't think is a problem. But just important to keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah, Eric Carros, EK has some very salient points. You do want to bury the notion that they have any chance against you in, in a playoffs uh, series. So you right. do want to make a statement next the next couple nights. But the, you know the Padres are battling for a playoff berth. But the you know the Dodgers are are battling for the 107 again. 
to become the greatest regular season uh, winningest team in Dodger history. So that's 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 vital, vital for the mindset. But again, Phillips, the dude you can't score on Phillips. Uh, Canely, I was very I was very impressed of course that the bullpen has been the best in baseball. But didn't you think when Kimball struck out Machado, he was out of the inning? Um, yeah, actually, I did, Vic, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Machado's been fabulous for, for the Friars all year. He gets They wouldn't Machado. be where they were, where they are without Machado, Vic. You know that, right? Oh, they'd be out of it. They'd be out of it. But, yeah, he, That's a very provocative question. Is Kimbrell on the playoff roster? Well, if, I, if I, you can't put him in, I mean, if that's what they decide, then why is he there? I mean, every inning is high leverage in the postseason. Right. There are no off nights. I mean, every inning is intense, amped up, and super importante. And, you know, if Kimball doesn't have the confidence to go out there and get, you know, get to, get to score this inning, why is he there? So they got, you know, they got a couple of weeks to figure this thing out. You know, go back to the, you know, the Dodger brain trust is going to, you know, mull it over, ponder it, and, you know, figure out who's going to be healthy. Again, you, you can't, can't, can you, can you count on the bazooka being back? Bazooka is back. Can you recapture that magical stuff? Trinan is a huge question mark. But we'll get everything from David Vasse, the heartbeat of the Azul. But yeah, the, I mean, the team is playing great baseball, but obviously there's going to be you know, some question marks going to the playoffs. They'll hammer it out. There's so much talent, so much depth, and that's the key. But yeah, so many, so many scary teams out there. Let's face it, every playoff yeah. team is going to be scary. Yeah. You know, every everyone asks the question, who's going to give the Dodgers the most problems? How about everybody? Yeah, whoever they're playing. Yeah. Of course, everyone's going to deal with, with us. They're going to deal with the Dodgers. So it's a two-way street. But every every club is going to be muy peligroso, very dangerous. And we just have to have, you know, our health, our mindset, and we'll be ready to go October the 11th. The first the first game of, uh, first meaning, meaningless, meaningful game for the Dodgers. October the 11th, game one, NLDS, of course, here every moment every incredible play right here am 57 the la sports your home of the playoff bound los angeles Dodgers. also opening night for the kings is that right yep it's the great confluence of sports i 
I'm looking forward to Laker training camp and Clipper training camp. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I know it's training camp. I'm psyched. I don't get it, but I'm psyched for training camp. Well, I'm very, Vic. I'm, I'm very open to this new Laker riff. You know, this defensive mindset of Darvin Ham. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the, you know, the fellas embracing that. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm looking forward to seeing them play, Vic. That's all I'm looking forward to now. All of the back and forth and, and the, uh, the conversations and the this could happen and that could happen. I just want to see what happens. I can't wait to see, you know, Kawhi back. Well, that, that'll be fun. It's been a year. It's been one full year. Isn't that right, Double A? It's been one full year of no Kawhi Leonard. Full, full season, it's been about 17 months almost now. 16 months, 17 by the time the season starts. That's a great void. He's a sensational ball player. But yes, yet, said least. Yet, yet the Clippers you know, continue to win. One, one jarring loss no one talks about is Hartenstein. I will miss Hartenstein. Vic, you won't miss him. You got him in New York now. He might turn that team around. He's the only one. I know Nick fans are going to love him. Seven foot who can spread the floor with a three. But the Clippers are very, very deep. Very talented. And did, and did you see that the richest guy in the NBA is Steve Ballmer from the latest from Forbes magazine? But he's been the richest guy, Vic. Well, it's the latest. <laughs> the latest monetary <laughs> revenue flow. I think it's it's eighty three billion thing. or something. Eighty three eighty three billion. Breaking bill. news. <laughs> richest ah. man in sports remains richest man in sports. Well, listen, right. he's, he wants to maintain his flow. And talking about flow, I've got the greatest swordsman of all time. Oh. Musashi. Musashi? That's that restaurant in Porter Ranch. <laughs> I'm talking about the master swordsman, philosopher, artist from Japan, Fred, Stop the Renaissance it, Fred. man. Stop no, it, I think Fred. there's a, Stop it. a Japanese restaurant called Musashi. Uh, th there may be one, Fred. They want to bask in Musashi's afterglow. So what are you serving up, a little shrimp? A God among men. It, Musashi. It, is this his haiku? This is... This is some flavor from Musashi. Okay. And this haiku Musashi. for you. This Wednesday, September the 28th. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I've been to Musashi many times. You have? Yeah. Good food? Not bad food. They have okay. those cooking tables at Musashi. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, as I say in Japanese, yogatane... I'm very happy for your happiness, Fred, that you had a good dining experience. <laughs> well, I, I just don't understand why the haiku is coming from a guy that owns a restaurant. Again, Fred. Oh, Freddie. Desecrating. Get him, Vic. Get him, Vic. Desecrating one of the masters of all time and space. We're not going to stand Musashi. for No, I will not, Fred. <laughs> don't do it, Fred. Okay. It's, why must you do that, Fred? Well, I'm just trying he told to... you it was an all-time great, and you went right to cooking. No, you right know to what? a restaurant in Porter Ranch. I'm, I'm still, honestly, Vic threw me for a loop. I'm still in mourning with the loss of Hartenstein. 
You know, when that came up, I went, oh, my God. My whole day is done. I forgot he'd signed with the Knicks. So, I'm sorry, Vic. Well, Fred, you know me. I'm a, I'm a blue-collar guy, and yep. I, I, really, I really like what he brought to the table. Yeah. Yeah. But I love what Musashi brings to the haiku for you. Step by step. Walk the thousand-mile road. I'm feeling you. Musashi. Musashi, Fred. Step by step. Step by step, Fred. Not a lot of depth to Musashi's work today, Vic. Wow. Whoa. Wow, Fred. Fred. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fred, you've got to step back. What are you you trying to say? That step by step, walk a thousand-foot road. Feeling you. I mean... They're just <laughs> not a big payoff there. When you put it like that, Fred. Well, but that's what yeah. he said. Fred, said it all you matter of factly. You're not thinking about it, Fred. You're talking it. You're taking it from the surface, and you're not really putting any depth to it. Well, there's no depth to it. Yes, there is. Start Fred. walking. I'll see you Fred, in a thousand miles. Feeling you. Grow your mind, Fred. Today, My mind has grown. I grow don't know that he... pea brain over there, Fred. Yeah. I mean, you know, get out here and walk down Alameda. No, Fred. To, to the movie theater, feeling you. Oh, Fred. Fred. It's not get out a of the elementary miles. interpretation of the haiku. Oh, how did you interpret Broaden it? your mind, Fred. Right, how did you Broaden interpret your it? mind. Rodney, how did you interpret My it? My goodness. What, what, what did you think it meant? Fred, it's, it's so journey, simple. Fred. Exactly. Rodney, as always, Rodney yes. embraces the vibe and lets it you know, sink in. Yes. And, and really grows that mind. Yes, Fred. Increases. Open yourself up, Fred. You're a little, you're a little close to Musashi. Yes. I don't know, Vic. Fred may have you on this one. <laughs> I'm telling you. Vic what was really straining to find some words to uh, illuminate that haiku. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, no, we know. We know he loves Scarecrow. Fred has never yeah. downplayed a haiku like this before. I've never heard anything like no, that. Yes, before. he has. Yes, uh, he has. Yeah, Adam, he does about well, every other yesterday. day. <laughs> I, have, no, I haven't done it in a long time. He'll desecrate the verse. I, I, no yes, no one will. is being desecrated, Vic. Just go have a little uh, little shrimp or a little steak at Musashi and everything will be fine. I'm telling oh. you, I'll tell you what. That fried rice, that's to die for. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're oh, still dear. giving away Dodger tickets this hour. Oh, God. When, when he went to Hartenstein, that was it for me. You, you lost focus after that. That was it. I mean, my God. Yeah. When you're losing Hartenstein, what do you want? All right, we still have Dodger tickets to give away. Upcoming half hour, so stay here. And also, David Vassay joins us next. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. On a Wednesday afternoon? Yes. Hey, before we get to David Vassay, Adam, something happened at Laker training camp? So you may have noticed Anthony Davis had going through some shooting woes last season. 41% in the mid-range, his lowest for his career. 18% from distance. According to our friend Jovan Buha of The Athletic, he just said from January on, he was battling a wrist injury. It's not an excuse for his poor shooting numbers, but it affected his follow-through. So mm. it is an excuse. Okay. So so the issue was he was hurt, but when he was healthy, he was hurt. 
By the way, he played like 27 games before January, and his shooting numbers were bad before the alleged wrist injury, so I'm not sure how much of an effect it had. Well, he was anticipating it. Oh, stop it. Mentally, it affected him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the future? Stop it, Fred. He stop it right now, Fred. Right. Stop it. Let's uh, bring on David Vassay. Dave, good afternoon to you. Hey, good afternoon. Two days in a row. This is exciting. In a row. In a row, Dave. Well, it's exciting for us, Dave. But, I mean, we have m- many things to discuss. Uh, so we'll have to wait till tonight to see the Dodgers uh, achieve an incredible franchise milestone. But when we talk about last night and what happened with Craig Kimbrell, Rodney and I were sitting here just trying to figure this out, and you have more insight than anybody. Does he even make the playoff roster? I would say right now he's definitely on the bubble. Um, I could see Kimbrell. Uh, being used in maybe a situation where the game is out of hand and they don't want to use one of their relief pitchers that they may need more the following day because also with the short, compact schedule in the postseason this year, similar to 2020. So I could see a scenario where he makes the playoff roster but certainly would not be counted on unless there was extra innings or mop-up duty if the Dodgers were blowing another team out or vice versa. Dave, what, what's his, what's he been like during, during this time? I know it's been tough on him and he, you know, he kind of says the right things, I guess, from time to time, but it, this, this whole stretch and how bad it's been, has he felt it? Have you, you know, sensed that he's kind of felt the pressure? Well, he's the uh, all right now, the pitcher with the most saves he's had, a decorated career, Rodney. I I don't think he feels the pressure at all. I just feel like he doesn't really have any answers at this point of his career at this stage of the season. I will say this in his defense, uh, that he has been a stand-up guy when it comes to dealing with us after tough games like last night. Um, In Arizona, he gave up a walk-off home run. He was sitting at his locker facing outward. Last night, same thing, right away at his locker, ready to answer the question. So I wish more players would take a cue from Kimbrell in the way he deals with failure and just having some accountability. And how was he last night in the conversation, Dave? No, you know, he never snaps, Fred. He's never short with the answers. He answers all the questions politely and professionally. Um, It sounded like he's searching, and right now he doesn't have the answers. Yeah, I mean that's I, I I'm I'm glad you said that. That is good to hear because we we you know sometimes look at it from afar and wonder what kind of you know response he has and and it's and it's frustrating sometimes as a guy that's had the success that he's had in his career and then all of a sudden you can't find it and yet you can't pinpoint any one thing of, of why it's going wrong and he's had some bad luck too thrown on top of that but to to hear that he's been a stand up guy that's that's good to know. Yeah, for sure and. You know, that's the reason why the Dodgers at at a certain point in time last week had to make the choice to move him out of that role to see how they would simulate the ninth inning and the final nine outs. And I don't believe it's coincidence. We've seen Tommy Canely, his last two appearances come into the ninth inning. Last night, a scoreless ninth um, at Dodger Stadium. His prior appearance, I believe it was on Saturday, also pitched in the ninth inning, and he's looked really good. So he's going to be a big part of the Dodger bullpen in October. 
You know, Dave, as the regular season winds down and the Dodgers attempt to get that that milestone as a franchise, yeah, we were kicking this around earlier. I think it's important for people to remember there's a possibility the Dodgers could see the Padres in the, in the playoffs again if they win that wild card, right? Yeah, 100%. If they were to face the Braves uh, or the Mets in the wild card series, they would face the Dodgers in the NLDS, the biggest challenge for the Padres would be having to travel to the East Coast to play those three games and then turn right back around and play the Dodgers on the West Coast at Dodger Stadium. Same with whomever doesn't win the NL East. They are the wild card team that has to play a three-game series, albeit in their home ballpark, but uh, then would have to fly out West to be to play the Dodgers. So, the Dodgers are in a really good position with whomever they face in the NLDS. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, though, Dave, that, you know, they're playing the Padres now. They've obviously dominated the season series. But it'd be nice to dot that exclamation point one more time just in case they play them in the, in the playoffs, you know? Just leave them something to think about. What does that mean, Fred? They beat them. They beat them a lot of times this well, year. I'm just they saying right now, them. at this point, beat them. Fred is so in the here and now. He doesn't see the big picture, Rodney. He overreacts to one game. No, I'm not overreacting at all. So beating them tonight, like, oh, we beat them tonight and tomorrow, just put that exclamation point on the whole thing. That's it. it. Will just That's right. That's it right the, here, right now. <laughs> put that. The put Dodgers are down. already in their head. God. They're too emotional. They gave away that game. They should have won it in nine innings. They're too emotional. Yeah, and that's the thing, Dave, too. I mean, you mentioned they have to go back east and, and then play a three-game series and would have to come back and play the Dodgers. As we get into the, the playoffs, the Dodgers roster and, and a team having to beat them four times going through that roster. Yes, they, there's teams that got some good staffs and things like that, and there's questions about the Dodgers staff, but the offensive roster that the Dodgers are going to put out there and a team to beat them and hold them down for four straight games got to be difficult for anybody that's why they've won 106 games and on their way to winning more yeah no doubt that's been the biggest uh, problem for opposing teams uh, navigating through the dodger lineup and quite frankly that's the way the dodgers are planning on trying to win their way through october um, obviously with pitching to a certain extent but they're counting on their offense to put up runs and more importantly, to get the opposing team's starting pitcher out of the game and get to their bullpen. And that seems to be the plan of attack. And you saw it last night. Blake Snell threw 96 pitches in five innings. He was forced into eight full counts in the first three innings. And the Dodgers were one for 17 with runners in scoring position. Uh, they, They left a lot of runners on base last night, but they had the opportunities that they usually cash in on. Uh, Dave, Julio goes tonight, and uh, what are his realistic possibilities of winning a Cy Young? I would say they were dashed after his last start. Alcatara's been so good, and he continues to pitch strong. He's got, what, five complete games. I think maybe the biggest exclamation mark on his season was pitching a complete game against these Dodgers. It's one of the best, if not the best, lineup in baseball. So for him to do that against the Dodgers certainly uh, got a lot of attention, and he has pitched 30 more innings than Julio. I, I kind of feel like a lot of uh, voters are leaning towards Sandy and Miami. 
Yeah, I think so too. Unfortunately, Julio it just feels like he <laughs> constantly every year there's some level of disrespect for him, but but uh, he just takes it in stride. Dave, are we going to see what, what role is David Price going to play going forward? Well, there's what eight more games left, nine more yep. games to go. Uh, they need pitchers to eat up some innings and keep these guys fresh. So I feel like David Price is going to do that. The Dodgers. Uh, have moved off of Andrew Heaney as a starting pitcher tomorrow. There's a chance they could use David Price as an opener. That's something we may see in the postseason. Maybe they'll give that a look. Um, If not, we'll see David Price uh, later in a game out of the bullpen like we've seen him all year. And Tony Gonson looked good last night? I did not see him, but uh, came out of it healthy. Two innings and um, went into the bullpen for a third in Oklahoma City. We'll wait to hear what Dave Roberts has to say today about how he bounced back because that's the biggest question. How do you bounce back the day after? Yeah, and if he bounces back and he's okay, then he's back in the rotation? Well, time's running out on that, Fred. Uh, Maybe they would be able to get him back in on the final homestand just as a final tune-up, or they may decide to hold him back and pitch him in their workouts uh, with five days off between the end of the regular season and game one of the NLDS, which is on October 11th. All right. Dave, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Two days in a row. All right, guys. Thank you. See you, Rodney. (laughs) (laughs) Opening weekend of the autumn racing meet at Santa Anita Park kicks off this Friday. Santa Anita Park has given you a chance to win four VIP tickets to Santa Anita's Oktoberfest trackside. And a VIP tour and a $100 betting voucher. Go to am570lasports.com. The keyword is Oktoberfest to enter. All right, here we go. Who's going to see the Dodgers? The time is now. And we want you to win. Come on. Come on. Tickets every hour. Petros and money are at uh, Morongo today, I believe. And if they're at Morongo, they're giving tickets away too. 866-987-987. 2570. Rodney, what lucky caller number is going I like to number nine, Fred. That's what I wore. Number nine. Ken Boyd, a way to go. You've won a pair of tickets to an upcoming Dodger game. Keep listening every hour today, tomorrow, and Friday for your chance to see the National League West Division champion Dodgers. Listen to us. Listen to Petros and Money. You'll have a chance to win. Rodney, great job. Thank you very much. Adam, appreciate you filling in for Kevin. Good work today. And Rodney, we get him tomorrow. Right on. Let's do it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.